walk up to him. He did. Welcome home, son. It's good to be home, Daddy Braxton. They hugged. Grandpa looked over his shoulder at the Cadillac. Nice car, boy. Oh, it ain't much. Ma runs onto the front porch. Ain't much? Bro, I ain't never seen a car this fancy, never. Hey, sister. He smiled a big smile at Ma as she ran around his car. She rubbed it like it was a genie bottle. Then she ran over to Uncle Buddy and jumped in his arms like she was a rag doll. Hey, bro. That only left Grandma to welcome Uncle Buddy home. Come on in this house, boy. I've been keeping your breakfast warm all morning. We all followed Uncle Buddy inside. I saw Grandma cry for the first time when she hugged her only boy, the one that ain't blood kin. We ate. We laughed. We had a time. We were a family. I wonder if Uncle Buddy was thinking about his real folks that day. I hope he wasn't sad. They must have loved him so. But Lord knows we love him too. I can't imagine anybody loving him more than Grandpa did. More than me. I'm glad he's my uncle, and I wish he'd come back to us. But he can't because there still ain't no telling what white folks might try to do to him. I don't think Uncle Buddy will ever be able to come home again. So I just wrote about him in my letters to Bar Jean and on paper sacks around the house. When I was done writing the letters, I mailed some of them to my big sister. Some of them I hid in the old smokehouse in the backyard. Yes, I hid the truth. A lot of truth is hidden around here. If only the trees could talk or the dirt could sing. I remember like it was yesterday when this whole mess that forced Uncle Buddy to leave us started. Sometimes when I think about what happened, I feel 12 again. That's how old I was in June of 1947. I'm telling you, I can just relive it like it's happening now. Right now. This June morning is no different than any other hot summer day on Rehoboth Road. The moon was full last week, and I'm sure it's about to change all our lives, just as my grandma said full moons do. Last year, when the full moon came, my grandma said she saw death in that moon. Surely enough, my cousin Junebug, my Aunt Rosie's boy, who was only ten, went ice skating with no skates over on Jackson Creek. Well, the ice was too thin, and both Junebug and his cousin Willie, on his daddy's side, fell in and drowned. They held a double funeral for them, and everybody was crying. Sad. Sad. Now, every time a full moon comes, I just get scared, scared, scared. When the full moon came last week, I thought old man Death would surely be back for another one of us. To my knowledge, every one of us with Jones' blood are up this June morning clothed in our right mind. So I pray the full moon won't bring no sorrow this time. I'm up early to pick cucumbers. It's Friday, and the heavens opened last night and let out enough rain for Ma to announce that we wouldn't be going in the cotton field to chop today. We chop for old man Taylor, who owns this land, this house, and most of Rehoboth Road. His great-granddaddy owned all of this land during slavery. He lets Ma plant whatever she wants on the land that he don't use. Working our crops, not his, suits me just fine as I happily roll out of the bed. Softly, my feet touch the old sack that we use as a rug. 
soft enough for me not to wake up Ma, who was sleeping across the kitchen in what we call Ma's room. My room is the girls' room, because that's where my sister Bar Jean and me slept together when she lived at home. Her real name is Barbara Jean, but no one is called by their real name on Rehoboth Road. That includes me, who would prefer Patricia to Patty Mae any day. There's a boys' room upstairs next to Uncle Buddy's room. That's where my big brother, Coy, whose real name is McCoy, slept until he moved up north at 16 back in 1945. So I guess it ain't nobody's room right now. Bar Jean moved up north last year, and she said she ain't never living in these sticks again, never. So I guess this ain't the girls' room no more. It's my room. When I was really little, we all slept upstairs in this big old brown house. Not one drop of paint on it. By looking at it, no one would ever know that rich white folks lived here first. When it was white, this house was the main house of the plantation. After the white folks left, the slaves moved in. That's why we call it the slave house. But it was surely a plantation main house first. Taylor's plantation. It's still carved on a silver bell that's hanging from a tree in the backyard. Big letters. Taylor's Plantation. Ma said during slavery that bell was used for ringing at feeding time. Not the animals, the slaves. I think that old bell is worth some money because Mr. Spivey, who owns the antique store over in Scotland Neck, has been trying to get Ma to sell him that bell for years. Ma told him, You know I don't own this house, so I sure don't own that bell. You need to ask old man Taylor. Mr. Spivey ain't gonna ask that mean man nothing. So that bell just hanging there, reminding us of slavery. Maybe revenge is sweet, because my grandpa, Braxton Jones, who lives right down the road on his own land, said that the Yankees ran all them white folks away after the Civil War. He said the Taylors didn't come back for years to claim this land. My grandma, Babe Jones, said, Braxton don't know what he's talking about, because he wasn't even born then. Grandpa said, no, I wasn't born, but I knows what my pappy Ben Jones told me. I don't know who's right and who's wrong, but Uncle Buddy said, It don't matter because don't nobody but poor-ass niggas want this raggedy damn house now. He better not let Ma hear him say that after she let him move in with us when I was seven. Yep, right after breakfast, the day Uncle Buddy arrived, he came home with us and never left. When he moved in, Ma packed all our stuff and moved us downstairs on top of each other like sardines in a can. Everybody except Coy. Just because he's a boy, he got to stay upstairs. There was plenty room upstairs for all of us. Ma says every day that God sends that it don't look right for folks here on Rehoboth Road for her to be sleeping upstairs with a man that ain't blood kin. Raised in the same house, and she talking about he ain't blood kin. But she said Uncle Buddy is more than welcome here, because he gives her $35 a month for rent and food. That money goes a long way because he doesn't eat here much. As a matter of fact, Uncle Buddy ain't hardly here at all. He's up at four and out the door by five. Off to the sawmill in town where he'd been working since he arrived. He's the only colored at Quick's sawmill. I don't think the white folks there like him very much, because he said they think all coloreds belong in the cotton field. He told me the only cotton he picking is his t-shirt up off the floor. 
Uncle Buddy works half a day on Saturday, but he always hangs around in town to wait for me so we can have meat skins biscuits together while Grandma gets a grocery. That's the only day a week I get to go into town other than school days. I am Grandma's official grocery helper. She doesn't know it, but Grandpa gives me a quarter every week for going with her. Grandpa doesn't know it, but I would go for free just to be with Grandma and to go into town. I'd best stop thinking about town and my quarter and get myself in that cucumber patch. I get myself past Ma, past the old breakfast table with chairs that don't match, and out the door. I close it with ease and Ma never move. It don't seem like nobody up on Rehoboth Road but me and my dog, Hobo. Uncle Buddy gave him to me four years ago. He found him wandering around at the sawmill. Nobody claimed him for a month, and he became my dog. I don't want to explain to Ma why I'm trying to get these cucumbers off the vine so early. Ma thinks it ain't never too hot to work. I prefer not to get too black myself. But that ain't my only reason for trying to beat the sun today. I want to finish my cucumbers and help Grandma with her strawberries all before four o'clock. That way, I can rest before going into town with Uncle Buddy for my first picture show tonight. That's right. We're going to the movie house for the first time in my life. My clothes are all laid out on the bed down the road at Grandma and Grandpa's. I took them yesterday, so I'll be ready tonight. I'm wearing my blue and yellow check skirt and my blue top. I hope Ma don't say nothing about me wearing my Sunday go-to-meeting clothes on a Friday night. She definitely will, so I better get ready to hear her fuss. Uncle Buddy and me will be leaving right after supper. First things first, I gotta get these cucumbers picked. As I lean over to...